what's up guys this is Juliette and you're listening and watching to Broken Girl Unchained and um this is a not a special episode but I guess this is the most candid fucking episode and most candid interview that is going down right now yeah as we speak so why don't you go ahead and give our listeners a little lowdown oh i'm sorry i'm sitting here with the most amazing man that has been holding my hair back while i puke my fucking brains out taking me to my appointments oh charlotte's well someone else has been kind of helping with that too but yeah um but for the most part, you are an amazing person, and thank you for standing by me through all of this. My pleasure. Is it really your pleasure? <laughs> well, when you care about somebody, you know, I made my mistakes, and I've made some bad choices. and We're human. But trying not to keep making those same ones, you know? Is it hard? No. No? No, it's just being conscientious and not being a dumbass. So... <laughs> fucking men i swear well um okay so why don't we get why don't we jump right in let's get down to it man yeah well we only have a little time before my kids get home um okay so um as i disclosed um over quarantine i um i had an abscess and that abscess went toxic like septic Mm -hmm. and um i've already had a tumor and um but i guess the infection was starting to feed like it was like feeding the tumors you know what i mean Mm -hmm. while i started growing one on the back of my neck and i first i thought it was just like a slip disc or something like that but it was putting so much pressure on my spine that it was starting to become so uncomfortable that um and i started noticing you know i I started i just started noticing things like i was just super tired all the time like extremely fatigued i didn't find joy in anything and Mm -hmm. i was super depressed and so um i had my labs done and then came back and um well i had a scan done and um i've been fighting it since i want to say august but i think it was like early september and i just i thought it would be something that would go away you know or i can hide it you know, so I started doing stupid shit like burning my hair on purpose. I knew what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. You know, and because um, I didn't want anybody to know that I was on chemo. Yeah. So, um, long story short, um, why don't you tell the story? Well, it's not my story to tell. Well, you were there, so it's another perception. Well, I, I think it's. I think it's a story for you to tell. It's your story. So, well, I came back from an, um, a work trip and, um, I started getting bombarded with, um, text messages and, um, emails from my ex-husband and, um, I guess his fling. I don't know. She's like a fucking, she's the cancer. Like she just will not go away. Well, anyway, um, telling me that I should hang myself or whatever. And I was already dealing with my own shit, you know, and I was really depressed and you just had your, your dad pass away. So it was, I couldn't lean on anybody. And, um, I fucking next thing you know I like the cops are here you're getting home from work and there's no evidence of me trying to hang myself and um they still took me on a 5150 Mm -hmm. 
they they took me kicking and fucking screaming. Literally kicking and screaming. Mm-hmm. I remember I was telling the cops, like, I don't know what, what are you guys even here for? Just go. We don't need you here. Yeah. You know, we don't need you here. And they were bound and determined to. To take me. Like they showed up. I mean, it was, it just seemed like, well, we're here. So we're taking somebody. You yeah. Know what I mean. Yeah. And there wasn't any evidence. There wasn't. There was nothing. There was nothing. There was just a distraught, someone who was distraught laying on the bed. I was crying because I was getting these text messages. Yeah. You know, and I was, I was just like, oh my God, how could someone be so cold to treat the mother of his children like this? You know, and next thing you know, you just walked in from work and then, you know, the cops come and the ambulance and my ex was outside waiting for me to be willed out. Yeah. And I mean, you've seen him yourself, right? Yeah. So it was just it was sketchy. So it turned out that he logged into my iCloud or I don't know if he logged into it or my daughter. My daughter was already logged into my iCloud. Because she was already purchasing, uh, not purchasing. You need an iCloud to purchase apps. Yeah. So she was already logged into mine. So I don't know how, but all of a sudden, all of this fucking emails or text messages were going out to my kids. And I can honestly say that everything happened so fucking fast. I don't remember anything. I remember bits and pieces. Right. So it's just like, you know, I didn't give them my name. I didn't give them my, um, my, my ID. I know they asked you for my ID, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, they didn't give, I didn't give them any information. I was like, I'm here against my own will. I'm not threatening myself. I'm not threatening anyone else. Like you guys need to leave my home. And they refused to leave. They still took me. They even followed me. In the I'm in the ambulance and you're behind the cop that was following me, right? Mm-hmm. So they followed me to the the hospital. The hospital, and um, the sergeant comes out and he goes, "I go, no, 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 I know who you are. I know who you are." Because they pulled me over one time, and I go, "I know who you are," and he go, he grabs my chin and he goes, "Let's fucking keep it that way," you know. So I'm like already f- pissed. I'm all all of these fucked up emotions, and um, and then they take me to the mental health facility, mm-hmm. and there was they held me with nothing, no fucking proof besides a fucking phone call that oh there's a suicide attempt, you know. So now this. I get out of my 5150, come home, and my ex slaps me with a fucking emergency order and takes my girls to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and uh, two weeks prior, my daughter was telling me, and it's recorded on our home surveillance, you know, because we have cameras in our home. And she's telling me that her dad is going to move her to San Diego and she doesn't want to go and she doesn't want to leave. And, you know, and and then. Oh, my God, so much like so much has fucking happened. Mm-hmm. So then all during all of this chaos, I'm just, I'm like not mentally stable at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what the fuck? So then I. um Um, I got an attorney and I worked my ass off to get this fucking attorney met with him one time during our consultation Mm -hmm. while we're prepping for court. I provide him proof that I I provide a picture that was sent to me um, of him doing drugs and he was accusing me of doing drugs. Right. And so I'm like, you know, still fucking distraught. And 
I provide all this information to my attorney like, look, you know, he logged into my iCloud. This is not my IP address. This is not, you know, I, I provided everything under the moon, mm -hmm. you know, his harassment, you know, telling my kids things and, you know, sleeping with my friends and just but that had nothing to do with the kids. Right. So, but it did though, because it damaged those relationships that my children had with these people as well. Right. But I mean, it, it didn't, it was damaging to the children, but it didn't have any bearing on the, the legal. Part right. Right. So anyway, I provided all of this proof and, um, I wasn't able to use it in court because it didn't happen in October. She said, and this is me talking to the paralegal. I did not once. He did not represent me my first day of court. He had another attorney represent me. Yeah. And then I'm dealing with the fucking paralegal that is rude as fuck, you know, and I, at this point, I'm so fucking, um, yeah, let's just ignore that. Um, at this point, I'm just so frustrated you know, because I had to fire my attorney because I call her and I'm like, hey, look, like I'm going through. You already know I'm going through chemo and you had me agree to this drug test, which I have no problem fucking doing, but I don't have any hair. Well, and here's the issue. Right. And that's this is the part of this that, you know, if there's any attorneys out there listening, like help us out here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. You would think that you're when you disclose to your attorney that hey I'm on chemo, right? They should know that, you know the 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 drugs you're on for chemo or the toxins, the yeah, to whatever, whatever that stuff is, yeah, will it's going to be a dirty test. Yeah, will make you pop on that, and and so why would your attorney or even a representative of the attorney? Why would they? tell you to agree to take a drug test or why wouldn't they bring it up? And I think the attorney that it, you know, I went with you to the, in the morning, but mm -hmm. I had to go to work and the attorney didn't know your case. No, she didn't know it at all. She didn't know a damn thing about it. Nope. So why wouldn't they, and it just seems irresponsible. It, it seems like, like just shady as fuck. It just, it just seems like, like bad fucking business. You know, why wouldn't they say like, you know, judge, she can, she, she's my client's willing to submit to a drug test, but she's currently on chemotherapy treatments. Right. So how would you like to proceed? Because we know that the chemotherapy is going to call, cause a false positive on these tests. Well, so this, how do you want to proceed? Well, this is the thing. When I went in for the consultation and I told her, I go, I don't have any hair to fucking test with. You know what I mean? Like I'm going through chemo, but I don't, I don't know how long the chemo treatment is going to be for because initially my treatment was only for 90 days, mm -hmm. you know, and they were just going to test, you know, to see what, 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 if, if it was going to shrink the tumors. But even right? at that 90 day mark, that would still, you know, when you had your court date, you would have still been within that 90 day window. And right. <coughs> and she was, she told me, she goes, Oh, just as long as you show up, just as long as you show up for the test. But that makes no fucking sense because it was never disclosed to the judge. Right. And that's, to me, that's just, I don't know. I'm not an attorney, so I don't know. But you'd think if you're representing a client mm -hmm. and you're trying to, you know, the the, op, the opposing person is trying to have your kids taken from you, you think the last thing they would do or at least disclose that information to I the I just judge. don't understand why I have to fucking take a drug test if there is no proof of me doing drugs when I have proof on him. Yeah, the court system's fucked up that way. You know, right? it's like their automatic go-to. Well, let's have you guys take a drug test. I it's mean, just like, wait, well, what? It just seems lazy. Yeah, it, right? Let's just go ahead. I think if anybody goes to fucking court, have them fucking drug test. Plain out and simple. What do you mean? Anybody? Just anybody. If they're, going, if they're going in and they're going to fight for their fucking kids... Have everybody drug test. Might as well. Might as well, right? Why does it have to be someone that, why does it, he, I can say you're on drugs. Right. You know, it, but you're not. So 
does that mean that you're going to go pay a pay for the drug test right and say you don't have the money you know and then b everything's fucking closed which is another problem that we ran into and here's the other kick so you know you you go and you say well okay i'll take the fucking test you call the the place and they say we can't do any drug tests we've been closed since march right and you know what's a trip is this is an organization that we have worked with. Right. You know, and they're saying like we we have worked one on one with these people, with this with this nonprofit organization that is court appointed. And they say, No, we our doors have been closed since March. We we don't even we're not conducting any hair follicle tests. And the court never supplied you with any, I mean, they said, oh, you need to go to these guys. You know what I mean? But it's like, what research did your attorney do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when, when your attorney found out that, that, hey, this place is closed, like what did they do to help you find an alternative or a solution to your issue? And, and again, I keep coming back to the point that like, they never went to bat for you during the initial hearing and said, look, She's on chemo. We know it's going to cause the test to come up dirty. What's up? What do we do? Yeah, but it's not even about that because to me, it's like, here I am. I fucking, I help our community. You know what I mean? And maybe that doesn't have any bearing or anything like that. But to me, it does because I'm working for you guys for free. You know what I'm saying? It's community work. But that's just... You know, that's Why? just kind of their go-to, right? Okay, we'll have you guys do this, or we'll do this. And well, and I felt like I was suckered into and bullied into into saying, yes, I will take a drug test, not knowing how many hurdles I have to jump through just to get a drug test, being the fact that I'm already fucking stressed out. Well, and they... The attorney that was representing you, she made it seem like it was a panacea. You know what I mean? Like, here's a cure-all. You just say, yes, I'll, we'll do this, and, yeah. and everything's going to be fine. Yeah, and it will take your thousands of dollars, right. which... Pff. Right, and what did you get? You get, you know... I got it, hung up on and said, I'm done with you. Yeah. And she wouldn't even let me finish a sentence, because she's like, you're telling me that your hair hasn't grown? And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? I told you I was on chemo, like... I'm, I have a tumor, like I've showed you, what the fuck? What the fuck? You know? Yeah, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like I shouldn't have to jump through all of these hurdles when I'm already fighting this battle. So let me preface this with, or let me interrupt you here and just, if there are any attorneys that are listening, like does she have any sort of recourse against being un, what, what would be an un, unfair representation, you know? Does she, is there any recourse for her to, you know, to go and, you know, file her own suit or whatever? Do I ag- represent myself? Against the attorney, yeah. Does she represent herself in court now? Is there an advocate that she can talk to? Uh, no, like, but it's not only about that. Like, I'm tired, Mike. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so emotionally and physically tired. Like, I don't even, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like, I don't even want to fight anything anymore. Like, if I wasn't suicidal then, (laughs) this has me questioning my morals now. Shit, this has me questioning. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) Like, you know how many fucking cold ass people? Like, who am I trying to save here? (laughs) You know, I can't even save myself. No, that's what you're trying. That's what, that's where your focus needs to be. You know, you need to be focused on, on saving yourself and, and anybody who, you know, who takes the mother of their children to court to try to take their kids away from them when she's dealing and going, fighting for her life. That's just evil. That's just a horrible, horrible person. Yeah. And you know, know, it's, it's, it's sad because it's like, I hear my kids talking to each other and they're just like, mom's lying. I'm like, how do you lie about something like that? Like, I can't pretend to puke my brains out. I can't pretend to to be lethargic and like. I I mean, you've seen this. Well, and that that would make you a fucking psycho if you were to fake cancer. 
I mean, I don't even know. I don't. I. I don't have the heart to. I'm not even that clever. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not that smart. What would you get out of it? Like, right. What would you get out of it? Oh yeah, let me let me fake cancer so, so I, can, I can what? So I can not have the energy to play with my kids. So I can you know like what am I trying to get out of this? Because what to get a free pass out of court? Fuck that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's the way they make it seem like, like I'm faking this to get a free pass out of court. Well, they'll be shocked as shit when they see the, the and me- then they documentation. Want, you know? Well, it's like, this is my issue. Because my insurance isn't the best insurance, you know, so I'm jumping through all of these hoops just to get a fucking call back. And then I'm even more stressed out. And then I can't even get my prescriptions. And then I'm, I'm fucking paying out of pocket. And my dad's helping me pay out of pocket. You know, it's $700. Yeah. You know, it's just like, ugh, I'm just so fucking tired. And it's, this is, you know, I've always had through my, my regular job, you know, I've always had you know, decent insurance and I don't go to the fucking doctor, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so it's not something I've ever had to deal with. And now seeing this and seeing how bad, you know, the healthcare system can be, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's changed my attitude towards, towards certain things that I felt, a, I felt a different way about previously, you know. Well, what's your perception through all of this? I mean, you see me sick and you, you know, I mean, you've seen my x-rays with the, you know, with my teeth and stuff like that. I mean, it's pretty fucking bad. It's not like it's. It's not just one thing. Yeah. It's multiple things that are all. Interconnected. And you know, what's a trip is that I didn't put two and two together because when remember when I was first getting tested and I was like, you know, like, and I remember being in the backyard with you and you're like, well, maybe it's your teeth. Mm -hmm. And I, and I was like, oh my God, I didn't even, and you were like, well, it's all connected if you think about it. And then I went back to my doctor and he was like, do you have any teeth issues? And I was like, Oh my God. Like it all just started clicking. Like Mm. that's, and that's what ended up being the main issue. You know, I mean, going back to the insurance part of it, fix your, have, if you're going to provide Medi-Cal or Medicare, whatever, what makes you think that us, the people don't deserve teeth? Right. I mean, they just want to pull it out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't make a shit ton of money. We're going through fucking a pandemic. You know what I mean? I can't work as a massage therapist. So what was my default? Medi-Cal, right? Yeah. So if I'm going through Medi-Cal and Medi-Cal couldn't pay for, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't get a brand new tooth. You know, I can't afford thousands of dollars worth of teeth. Right. Well, now I have to. <laughs> you know or well at least you you know i'm bl- i'm blessed you you had the 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 teeth that were or the roots or wherever the, the source of the the infection has been has been removed so well i had to go back twice that's what fucked up yeah but at least that has been so that's a step in the right direction but it's really been it's really been it's a it's showcased kind of how, you know, like the system is, is okay with letting people die. Like they're okay with it. Deteriorate mentally, physically, financially, they're fucking okay with it. And it's, you know, it's, it's like, it's not of any fault of your own that because of COVID you had to shut your business down, which meant you, had to lose your good insurance and, and all this other sort of stuff. You well, know I mean? it started it, it, this tooth actually fucking, and I'm just going to be honest here. This tooth became an issue right after my separation and he knew what was going on. And when I went back to get it fixed, my, and he took me off of his insurance, which he wasn't supposed to do because we weren't, we were still married. 
you know, and he was supposed to keep me on his insurance at least for six months after, you know, and, um, but I never brought it up, you know, and that's my fault because I wasn't proactive with my oral hygiene or whatever. And I brush my teeth more than the average person, I think. <laughs> I just, I, and I've had cancer before and it just sucked the shit out of my teeth. It like, it deteriorated my teeth. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I'm not going to even lie to you. This is so fucking shameful to even talk about, but I'm going to have a brand new smile if I get through this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, I, I mean, not only am I fighting for my life, I'm fighting for my kids and I'm fighting to be happy. I'm fighting for peace. Fuck yeah. You know, like I've offered him a thousand dollars to fucking drop it. To and just drop it. And it's just drop it. Like I, who's gonna win? No. I don't even understand what well, I understand the the motivation behind it, but like like really you have another parent that can help can help. Like, why wouldn't you want to have that parent involved? I can see if the parents like, like a, if the other parents a total degenerate or they're abusive or they're, or he, that's what he's accusing me of. I'm mentally abusive, and which you're not. I mean, I've I've lived with we've lived together for how long now, and you know I've seen you be a mom. You know what I mean? Like I grew up in the seventies and eighties, right? Yeah. Like, like you got your ass beat, <laughs> dude. The shit that the shit that my parents, you know, our parents did to, did to us as kids that was just par for the course. Good parenting, right? Would be it would be considered you know abuse today or whatever. Right, and it's right. like, you know, I was a kid. I didn't I didn't get any ass kicking. I didn't deserve. Right. But that was just how that was how my if, that was how parenting was. You if know? anything. I'm fucking abused, <laughs> you know, from my children. You know, I'm I have a 17-year-old autistic child, you know what I mean, that is verbally abusive and emotionally and mentally, you know, and I have to coddle I have to hide that. You know, because he doesn't like to be labeled or he doesn't I I can't express how emotionally frustrating it is to be a mom to an autistic child because they don't feel any empathy well and that's that's a part of that's a part of being on the spectrum some of those emotions they're just they're not there so i just have to sit there and suck it up unfortunately yes and that's and that's hard yeah yeah because nobody wants to think about that you know and it's, you know, it, I think if you look at it through the lens of this isn't necessarily indicative of the person, this is the condition. Yeah, that's how I always try to, this is his autism. This is his autism. You got to separate it out. You know what right. I mean? And so. And you taught me that. Thank you, by the way. You're welcome. Because yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't. Well, you were taking everything real personal and it's not like anybody who's been around you know, kids on the spectrum, you know, that those lash outs, those, those things are common. And but it's so fucking hard as a parent. Yeah, for sure. It's for sure. so hard, especially when you're being beaten down by other people like, you know, his, his, his dad, you know, and then his dad goes and fucking abandons him and I'm stuck and I'm just like, fucking, I'm dealing with this all by myself. Plus he's attacking me and trying to take my girls. Yeah. And then my girls are working against me. It's just, it's uh, unfortunate when a parent manipulates the children against another parent because the kids, the kids don't know any different. And let's face it, you know, teenagers and and kids, they may be strong willed. They may, you know, have that, that independent piece, but they're very easy to manipulate. They're very susceptible to, to cues. They're very susceptible to sit, to suggestion and you know a few comments going the wrong way can do can can do a lot of damage and unfortunately you know I I always express to my kids what what are the three what are the things that I always tell them love honor and respect love honor and respect your dad don't motherfuck me don't motherfuck 
him to him me. to me. Yeah. Like, don't talk shit about your dad to me because I don't want to hear it. You have to love him. You have to respect him and you have to honor him no matter what that those are the rules in my house. And Mike can contest to that. He has heard it. You know, I do not. I don't manipulate my children. No, you allow your kids to express themselves a little too much i think and they're sometimes they're privy to more information than they should be um but and and that's just a parenting choice you know people Mm -hmm. are are different that way you know what i mean i I grew up in a house where i didn't know anything about adult stuff because it was never it was never presented to us you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and but the point i'm making is that if if your kids do start to kind of complain, you squash it real quick. Yeah. You, you let them have their voice and, you know, you tell them like, I understand you're frustrated, but that's your dad. And, and you I know. Do, I do do that. Right. But I think, okay, so let's get to the bottom of this. Like, because I'm, I'm not feeling good right now. But the thing is that's really like, say, okay, so. If I was suicidal, why inflict more fucking pain on someone? That's the fucking that's the part that just kills me because there's anger involved. And then it's like he is 43 years old, lives with his mother. And our home is a beautiful home. Our kid or my kids have their own room, you know, and. He dumps all this energy and all this money into an attorney opposed to getting his own home. Right. He could be sitting in his own place right now, you know, with space for the kids. Right. Comfortable. And my 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 girls, they hate going over there. Like my nine year old cries like she had to she bawled her eyes out. She called the cops herself saying she did not want to go back. Right. Well, and it's it shows when you can provide a, a stable environment for kids that that stability, that comfort is important to their mental health. Mm-hmm. And she and I have text messages saying from all of my kids, like, I feel safe with you. I want to go over there, you know, and I'm stuck. Right. And, and no offense to anybody who's in a situation where they can't have their own place. Right. Like no offense to anybody. Right. I, no, we're no, not no, trying no, 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 to, no. to pass any judgment or no, anything no, no, like no, that. No. You know no. what I mean? No, I've been there. Because no. we, you know, you, you can't, sometimes that's what you have to and do. And especially in times like this. Especially in times like this. Yeah. You know, but if you have the means and the resources and you've, even in, in conversations you two have had when you were on talking terms, it was, you know, that had that opinion had been expressed that, you know, I want to get out. I want to get my own place. Yeah, he I, did, I, and I want the best for him. Like, like, like I want to be clear on this, people. Yes, I have built most of our content based on my abuse from him. However, I do want the best for him. I want. I everybody deserves happiness even through all this bullshit that he's putting me through I still have that forgiving heart where it's just like I just want you happy just leave me alone let me be happy well and that's you know we've talked about this with narcissism and and narcissists like this is this is food times oh yeah this is food this is a fucking buffet right oh yeah that for sure when Billy was on he talked about that feed and and the gray rock, like you can't, you can't gray rock when the courts are involved, when, when this stuff's involved, you can, I mean, personally, yeah. you've done the no, gray I, rocking, but no. the, it's still being fed because of all the other stuff that's involved. Right. Know? And which it, it has drawn me back from like, you know, broken girl unchained and stuff like that and keeping that content because it's so real, it's so raw and it's what people are fucking really going through yeah you know but now it's it's at a totally different fucking level at this point it's it's been amped up and and you would think i mean i've been divorced for almost six years now 
it'll be six years this year, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I have very little contact with my ex unless it's about, about my son and, you know. Yeah, you guys are on autopilot. Yeah, yeah, we're on autopilot, which yeah. is where you should be after, you know, after a few years. Yeah. All the all the old stuff should just be just squashed. Dies. It's buried. Like they've mo- they're the doing their own thing. You're doing your yeah, own thing. Yeah, it's like who like, g- like you're back to congratulations. Yes, yeah. you know, be, you're there for your child. That's all. Yeah. You now know what our I mean? the only part of our relationship that has any sort of importance, any sort of validity is our shared connection with our children. Right. Your personal life has no bearing on me whatsoever. But this is the thing. He attacks my personal life. He goes after like the people that are closest to me. He does it on purpose. Right. Because I don't know what it is. It's the narcissism. It's you left. You were his property. And I told him to file for divorce and he did. And how dare his property act this way. And so now because that wrong, that perceived wrong has been been done and that, you know, that victim role has now been cast upon, you know, he's cast it upon himself. Yeah. And now it's just anger. It's vitriol. It's, it's bitterness. It's resentment. It's resentment. It's all these things. And I'm going to make that person fucking pay because they hurt me. That's exactly what he said. He told my, he told my son and I'm going to release this recording because it was given to me mm -hmm. and I was out of town at the time. So it really doesn't fucking matter. So he told my son, my son's asking him, why are you doing this to my mom? This is the girl's mom. You know, why? And he said, you want to know why? Because your mom's a piece of shit and she deserves everything that she fucking gets. Mm -hmm. You heard it. Uh, Verbatim. Yeah. Verbatim. And I'm going to release all of this audio. And at this point, I'm at zero fucks. Because it's like, I've already, I'm already losing everything. You know, the... uh, I'm over here fighting for my kids and he, here is my county, you know what I mean? That isn't, and I'm trying to help the county with, you know, with all of these programs that we have and empower them and they're not even backing me up. No, they're working against you. Yeah. And that's that's unfortunate. Anytime you're dealing with, with something at, at a government level, there's so much bureaucracy. There's so much red tape. There's so mm-hmm. little. It's like going to the DMV every single day, you yeah. know, and you're it, not able. You, you know what I mean? It's just like hurry up and wait. And but then you got to jump through these hoops and and I, I don't know. It's just it's, it's, a, a, it's fu- a fucking shit. show. It man. is a shit show. And right now I'm just tired and I'm at the point where it's just like. If you guys are happy, like if you guys are happy with dad, then be happy. Like I just, I deserve to be happy too. And I just want to like spend my whatever, but however many days. I don't want to jump through all these hoops. I don't want to provide any documentation. I don't want to be questioned about my integrity. I don't want to be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to do all of that because I'm already doing, I'm already doing the hard shit, you know? So it's like, I'm getting ready just to fucking walk away. And that's the hard part. And it's easiest for all of us, you know, watching from the cheap seats to tell you, Oh, you should do this, this, oh, and this. because mom never gives up. Yeah. Well, you let me know how you're fucking doing when you're fucking fighting for your life and you're getting iron infusions and fucking chemotherapy and you let me know how you're going, you're going to fucking fight and express yourself when you can't. When you barely have the energy to get out of bed. Yeah, you see me. Yeah. Like, I'm fucking, it's terrible. No, this is, you know... I mean, our podcast has has dealt with a lot of heavy duty stuff and and a lot of real issues and, and this, this is, you know, this is fucking serious and this is real. This is real, man. And yeah, we have a platform 
you know, and, and I hope that by telling your story, it helps you. And, and I hope maybe someone else like, I just want peace, you know, maybe some of the listeners can reach out and just give some words of encouragement because, um, because this is really, this is hard and it's hard watching someone that, that you care about struggle and, and, um, you know, and just feeling like you can't, what, what the fuck can you do to help, you know? And so, well, I know that you took me away over the weekend and that was, <laughs> we, had a very, we had a very good weekend. We did have a very <laughs> good weekend. Um, and, um, but you took me by the house my daughter was born in. Yeah, you drove me around San Jose. Mm-hmm. And, and like, oh, and I was crying. Yeah, it was it was it was kind of cathartic, and we and stood we in line. Stood in line for an hour for for a, the best fucking for a fucking cake. It, you got you have to admit it was fucking bomb. It like, was bomb. I have a buddy of mine that does not eat cake. If you offer him cake, he will straight straight up no. I don't like cake. I'll eat pie. And even he was like, man, that's some good fucking cake. Right. So the proof is in the pudding. Right. I mean, that's, I don't know how much of an endorsement that is, but <laughs> you know, I love, I love Peter's bakery. I'm not going to lie. Um, they were kind of rude to me at first. And then yeah. once they figured out like who I was, who you it, were it remembered and, me because my daughter, my oldest daughter, their, her biological mother, um, has some connections has connections with the family owned business which they know who she is and who i am and who my extended family is. yeah whatever uh, so you know once i got i told them who i was they're like oh yeah that you know their whole um um, energy changed but i i have to admit you know it was kind of i was taken back like whoa like i wasn't expecting you know someone to be rude to me but there was it was a long ass line the line was long like it was long. They were busy. Yeah. And I could see, like, I, I thought about it after the fact, and maybe the lady thought you were trying to, like, hit her up for something free oh, or something no. like that. Yeah, it's like, no, no, dude, I'm just trying to tell you that I know people. But Yeah, I was just trying to introduce myself. Like, hey, remember me? You know, because yeah. I was just excited. You were super excited. I was so excited. I was dancing around fucking San Jose. I mean, literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, it was just like, you know, if these are my last days, then I want to make them count. I want to make them worth it. And if they're not, then fuck it. You know, it's just another staple in this journey and let's let's hope they're not let's hope they're not i'm tired mike i know you're fucking tired but i'm so tired we got a lot of we got a we got a lot of living still to do so but give me something worth living for i know you <laughs> my just i wish like my nine-year-old she loves the shit out of me she does she I just does. don't know about my other two, and that's what kills me. And they're fucking teenagers. Teenagers don't, you know, teenagers don't love anybody except themselves and other teenagers. But this is the thing. Like, how am I supposed to instill family morals and values if all this shit is going on? You, you can't do that. To With the fucking that stuff. That stuff that should have been instilled a long time ago. Yeah. You know, and so it's like you're trying to make up for... Yeah. Make up for mistakes of the past and Yeah, they're already it's already you, you can't unfuck that. You can. With my 9-year-old I can. You can. It's which just Which I have. <laughs> it's going to take your teenagers to not be teenagers and have that maturity mm-hmm. and then once that that prefrontal cortex is fully developed then there's other aspects that that you know 2 3 4 years down the line, you know, it's going to be a whole different different yeah. relationship you know i've talked about that before and i apologize i don't mean to be taking up all the, no 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 you're fine all the airtime but um you know my dad used to always tell me when i was a teenager mm-hmm. one of these <laughs> days you're gonna wake up and realize i'm not as stupid as you think we're not I as <laughs> stupid as you think we are you yeah. know and i would i remember being a teenager and hearing that and being like yeah you're fucking pretty stupid you guys are fucking dumb yeah you know yeah and my dad's a very 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 smart person and you know and then it it 
once I, once I, once I was out on my own, you know, I got out and I, I lived a little bit, a little independence, a little. Yeah. You need that life experience to really a, say, yeah. And then it's all of a sudden, and then your whole dynamic, your whole relationship with your parents changes and, and you see them as you see them as people, as real people, you know, you don't see them as just like the provider or the, you know, No, they think of me as like. Their perception of me, not my nine-year-old, but my other two, their perception, like I send my daughter like, you know, hey, I've been featured here. She's like, why'd you send this to me? Or like I got her a jacket, you know, with Broken Girl Unchained. And she was like, oh, you want me to promo you? And I'm like, what? Yeah, that's just... It's, it was just fucked up. Teenagers suck, man. You know, um, it's just We've really... we talked fucking, about Yeah, this, it we? really fucking sucks. And I just... And this is... They are the reason why I changed my whole lifestyle, you know, and I wanted to reach people and I wanted to tell my stories and be honest and tell it with conviction. And they're just like, oh, mom just wants to be famous. Well, it doesn't. They won't appreciate it now, but somewhere down the road they will. And that's. Nobody likes hearing that because God, I've been hearing that for so many fucking years. I'm so over it. <laughs> you know, like, you like know, when my son was, wasn't diagnosed yet. Oh, this will, you know, this will pass. You know, he's just going through a phase. It hasn't fucking passed <laughs> because I didn't know he was. It's gotten, autistic. it's gotten better. Yeah. You know, as more maturity has come in and he just called me a fucking dumbass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Yesterday. Those, those lash outs are not going to stop anytime soon, you know, and, and it's, and, but you've learned how to not personalize them too much, you know? Yeah. Not so much anymore. I've learned how to block him off, but I get really cold with him and that's what hurts me. It hard. This whole experience has hardened me a little bit, you know, when I'm, I'm, I'm a good person. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a sweetheart. You know what I mean? I come off a little edgy and, but I'm, I'm genuinely like I'm I'm a really sweet person, you know, and I will do it. I will go up to bat for anyone like anybody that knows me. If you were my if you were my friend in the past or if you're my friend now, you know that I will sock your boyfriend in the face. <laughs> I will. True story. Uh, yep. True story. I will fucking. I will take care of your kids for you. Mm-hmm. I will help you provide diapers if you need them. All true stories. All true stories. Like this is who I am. I And it's so sad that these people that I loved with all of my heart backstab me. For what reason? What is their fucking motive? Like why would you want to hurt somebody like that? There's... Sometimes you can't rationalize some of those behaviors, you know, it's fucking sad. So I say all that to say this, you know, I'm telling my story and it, it is so fucking true to the core. And Mike can contest to all of this, you know, and if, if you can just point me in the right direction or if you can just give me some words of empowerment that can get me through my day because I'm struggling every fucking day. Or if you're any professional, legal professionals, like what the fuck can she do for this, you know, the drug test type of thing? You know what really fucking sucks is that we know a tons of fucking people. And the organization that I fucking raise money for that is a suicide prevention advocate turned their back on me. Yeah, well, that, I mean... That was a fucked up. That person was... That was... They're not in it for fucking... No, they were in it for, you know... Yeah. All I asked was for a letter of character or... Right? Yeah, like a reference letter. Yeah. Like a letter of character, how much, you know, money I've raised for your organization, how I'm an advocate. And you know what he told me? He goes, you're posting too much emotional suicidal stuff. Yeah, we'll just, we'll leave that as it is. Why? Because I was saying, you know, suicide's fucking real. Because no one ever asks, you know, when someone's saying like, hey, I need help, you know, or 
no one ever says that they want to die. You know, they always say they just want the pain to stop. And that was the huge, that was my suicide prevention. It was suicide prevention month anyway. You know what I mean? And I posted that and he said that was too much. Okay, if I was going through all of that, how come you didn't give me any resources? Because you're the fucking, you're the organization, right? Right. That's my issue. That And that was kind of a shitty thing to do. I mean. And then he blocked me. Someone that you're working with. And you have, hopefully you have resources like, hey, give this person a call or try this or read this or whatever, you know. And yeah, it's just, it's been, it's been kind of disappointing. Yeah. To see how cold people are and to see how these organizations that we're trying to help you know, and here is someone that is suffering in some way and or, you know, all of these false allegations and you know what I'm saying? And you're being attacked like emotionally, spiritually, you know, and every fucking dynamic and this person's getting ready to tap out. You know what I mean? So it's like, why wouldn't you want to say, you know, I'm here for you. Like, I got you or I'm here to listen or go ahead vent like you know or let me here talk to this person they're an attorney or whatever you know what i'm saying right right. share those resources and you know just like we would do if someone reached out to us and and we have done that we've we've directed people towards towards yeah to therapists to fucking people we know yeah like you know marissa you know when she when she lost her daughter the first thing i did was got her a fucking therapist a therapist you know and it just sucks that here i'm that person you know that was hurting and no one said i'm here for you yeah besides you yeah well and even I haven't been the best at times, you know, but. But you've been great. But it's. And I, I sometimes I think that you deserve better. Well, I don't. Well, you do. No. Not someone that doesn't have hair or teeth right now. I don't care. I think you're awesome. Well, I guess it's better for you sometimes. Da da da. So fucking stupid. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> it's okay. I'm gonna have teeth soon. <laughs> it's not like all my teeth are gone. I mean, come on, right? people. <laughs> right. But yes, I've had to have a lot of them extracted. That's shameful. God. Okay, we'll cut that piece out. No, we'll leave it in. Oh, fuck. We'll leave it in. But let's, well, let's close it up. Yeah, I'm getting tired, but um, it was a good to have a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it felt good. Um, but anyway, I am going to check out and I'm going to enjoy my hookah because it's relaxing. and It is relaxing. It's been nice. You know, we just picked up a hookah over the weekend mm-hmm. um, when we first started uh hanging out dating we were dating no we, we were, were dating we, we were, were living dating. yeah we were already cohabitating but there was a place in monterey on fisherman's wharf i grew up my my grandfather was a commercial fisherman we used mm-hmm. to walk to fisherman's wharf all the time i, I grew up on I that love wharf this story and uh but there's a place you go there. to monterey bay aquarium and you can see his grandfather in coming it's, off the boat it's not my grandfather oh. but it's it's um the boat it's People in the same circle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. People in the same circle. I thought people, it was your grandfather. No, people working in the canneries. But my my um, my grandfather's part of a uh, you know he's in a book about the fishing families of Monterey and all this other That's stuff. That's so, so amazing. I love this. But long story short, um, I just adore you. It's it's cool having that connection, you know, especially to such a beautiful place, you mm-hmm. know, and um, and. Do you know my grandfather got his first driver's license trading a case of Italian whiskey? That's fucking kick ass. No bullshit. Like now he that's traded, they traded a case of Italian whiskey and got a driver's license. The guy couldn't read English, couldn't write, couldn't read or write in Italian, could read a little bit. Really? Um, was that when that um, whole, co- what was it, Colbin-lition or <laughs> Prohibition. Oh, prohibition, yeah. My grandfather was one of the only people that had 
um, a car in during the Great Depression in that oh, era. And he used to drive the ladies of the night to their doctor's the appointments. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How ironic! Dude, it's funny, man. Well, he's, he was a he was an interesting guy. But so we used to go to this place on Fisherman's Wharf. Um, and they have it's called what Indian Summer, mm-hmm. something like that. And it's a hookah lounge and it's outdoor, and they had a full bar and stuff. We used to go like almost every Saturday. Yeah, we'd go hop on the bike and at least, if not every week, every other week. Yeah, and you know now that nothing's open or whatever. It's like you don't I can't have that enjoyment and I don't I don't know I'm more of a homebody now so it's like over the weekend I was like let's get a hookah yeah yeah and so. he got me one and so, so yeah we got a little tiny hookah and figured out how to use it and mm-hmm. and it's cool yeah and we got a fish tank we have five of them yeah don't don't get me started on those fucking fish tank don't you like them though I, of course I like them I, that's why I got the first one and then I supported you for the second and the third and the fourth <laughs> and the fifth. So now we have five fish tanks. It's like a fish tank in every room. It's great. They're calming. None of them are big, though. They're all small. Well, the one in our room is kind of big. It's only I, 10 gallons and the, you know, the other one's only 20. So it's not like we have a, like a big, which I would like to get a big like 60, 70 gallon yeah, tank. Yeah, that's a lot of work, though. If, if you're going to go that big, you need to get like, you need to do like, like, salt water no because that's even more work but when we walked into that one when you bought me the hoodie and you and we can cut all this shit out but i'm just talking to you um when you bought me the hoodie i went in there and all of those fucking like um salt water fishes and the coal, oh, on um, the beach oh my god that was so awesome and i was like oh i would die for one of these but well all in due time maybe if you live we can that would be a present for you as an incentive to, to, con- to continue fighting for your life. How about you just, I just want a jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, this is another fucking shit show. Right? Right. So DM us or just send some positive vibes. Yeah. You know, like no prayers because you know what? I've learned that, when people say, oh, I'll pray for you, that means their their word is higher than yours. You know, when, I don't know. It's just like, let me do my praying. I say let people send you good vibes however they choose to do it. I, you know what, I agree. What, whatever your, whatever your preferred medium is, like, send some good stuff, you know, like that telekinesis, which we haven't released yet, but like, yeah, you know, sending energy out into the you know positive energy out all that sort of stuff yeah because i lord knows i need it and you know just to get through it and i just want to love just let me love people there you go (laughs) until next time do you do this every i know because i fucking time every time i always think you're gonna say until next time this is Broken Girl Unchained. Right, because you usually say, oh, this is Broken Girl. Thanks okay. for listening to Broken Girl Unchained. And I say, until next time. Like, it's all smooth. Oh, it's supposed and to And then be. now you go, but now you've been robbing me of my until next time. <laughs> and now I sit here like a fucking idiot with my thumb up my ass. <laughs> like, oh, she said until next time. Now what the fuck am I supposed to say? I this guess I could say this girl. is Broken Girl Unchained. <laughs> yeah, so right? what the fuck? Okay, so why don't we go ahead. Let's reverse. Okay. And this is staying in the podcast. Ah, oh, fuck me. Okay, I know you always do this to me. No way. Yeah, you. you, Okay, for anybody that doesn't know Mike, Mike loves, loves the embarrassment. And why don't we talk about me eating shit on the Big Sur Bridge? That was hilarious. He fucking laughed his ass off, which I'm going to release that. I did. I did. You guys will laugh. She was she had to go. It was on her bucket list, you know. And she had to go roller skating on the Bixby Bridge. I'm like, you can't fucking roller skate on the Bixby Bridge. You, <laughs> you know? kept telling me that. You can't fucking do it. I'm like, you, you cannot do it. I'm it's like, I'm going to fucking do it. There is no room for you, a car, and your roller skates. I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. But there was a little clearing area. It was pouring rain. Juliet got her skates on and skated and proceeded to eat shit on one of her turns. Much to the enjoyment of myself. <laughs> <laughs> you laughed so hard. <laughs> so, yes. 
<laughs> it, yes, I, I'm going off of my bucket list. I'll be damned if I do not do every single one of them before I die. <laughs> right. So, yeah, why don't you go ahead and close out? Till next time. This is Broken Girl Unchained. <laughs>